Welcome to another edition of A Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation. You're here with Jason Yubanovich and Brad Shepard. And today we, uh, we're going to do a uh, short, sharp, powerful, punchy, uh, well, and now I've said all that, I hope it is, because I'm just talking <laughs> right up at night. Um, there is a chance it could go for longer. Yeah, we, we have a we have a track record sometimes, but uh, look, we, we, we're aiming to keep this under 20 minutes, so there's a bigger promise. <laughs> there you um, go, he said it, he's put it out and, there. You know, and I've already wasted a minute just talking about this stuff, so let's rip in. Uh, today we want to talk about uh, the whole thing about when you hire, you know, hire a team member, you're looking at hiring, uh, you know, the couple of things, you have agreements in place, and so many times we, uh, we get to deal with a lot of trainers, thousands throughout the course of any year, and unfortunately, we get those people that have uh, been, uh, I guess, on the ball and they've hired their first team member or team members. Where they've really got the ball is the whole set up of that relationship. So everything from, you know, setting ga- uh, guidelines, boundaries, um, and having an agreement in place so it's very clear. So we're, we're going to run through why we why you need to know this stuff and why it's important to have an agreement in place um, right from the get go and be very clear on the expectations. So, mate. Do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably the first thing I'd say is if you haven't listened to it yet, we do have another podcast about the process on hiring a team member. So how, how do you get someone into your business? And if you haven't listened to that one yet, we definitely recommend um, that you listen to it. If it's after this one, that will be totally fine. Look, the, you know, the, the most important bit that we would say is right from the outset, you want to just be totally transparent about how you would have an agreement in place. We would say, number one, you want to make sure that you have an, an agreement in place, and then you want to really let your, your team member know exactly what each, each part of it means and what, you know, what they're signing on for. Like Jason was indicating before, we've just seen way too many people and spoken to way too many people who, who never put an agreement in place, started hiring trainers, the classic scenario, that trainer eventually decides this place is not for them, they leave, they take a bunch of clients with them, suddenly a bunch of clients, you know, if you're the owner of the business, suddenly a bunch of clients have just walked out of your business, people that you've no doubt invested in terms of in marketing and in terms of developing that trainer, etc. they've just walked out of your business. And, and really, if you don't have an agreement in place, you do not have a leg to stand on. Yeah, no, one of the things, you know, in this session, you, you teach it in the two-day workshop, and uh, you know, it opens up a can of worms. So there's all these what if, what if questions, you know, all the trainers that are sitting in our seminars get triggered by. And uh, you know, it, it's, it is one of those things, you've got to treat your business as a business. And too many trainers we see just go, oh, look, I can't be bothered, or it's too hard, or you know, I don't want to go to court, all the rest of it. You can avoid pretty much 99.9% of that if you do what Brad said, and that set it up um, correctly from the start. So getting some kind of professional advice, be it, from you know experts like ourselves who have got the agreements really done, we know how to do it, we've done it ourselves, we've helped hundreds and hundreds of trainers to do it, and then all go seek some legal lawyer advice, which will cost you money, but it'll cost you a lot less than what it would if you have this mishap. And so, mate, um, just what springs to mind, and tell me if I'm jumping a step or you've got other stuff you wanna cover. Mm. Uh, you know, I think there's something better than real life examples, and, and, and you've had an example of a case where, I guess, um, you could say that you had an agreement in place mm. and the person decided to do, uh, I guess, the wrong thing. Maybe yep. you want to run everyone through Yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. So we'll get, we'll get to the nuts and bolts in, in terms of defining uh, different roles and, and what agreements to have in place. But, you know, our agreement system that we put in place, in my opinion, just worked incredibly well. And when I say incredibly well, 
I had just every, I'd have trainers who would leave and over the years that we had a, a big team of trainers and I would have plenty of trainers who over the time left, you know, they've been with us for three or so years. I'd, you, I'd, I'd generally be the first point of call, Brad, mate, it's been awesome, loved every minute of it, I've learned heaps, but I wanna go and do it on my own. And you know, hey, I'd be pretty hypocritical teaching this stuff um, if I didn't support, you know, people wanting to do their own thing. So, and then the next question would be, look, I know I've got the agreement in place, I want to sit down with you and figure out what this all means. And so what I'd find is that the way this is all presented to people right at the very beginning, because when someone's signing on with your business, the first time they start with you, everything's all rosy. There's no chance that anything's going to ever go wrong. They're sitting there, they're just desperate to get this job and they'll just say anything. And what can happen is at that point in time, they can overlook the, the nuts and bolts of the agreement. So what I would do is I'd sit down with people and really spell it out to them and just say, look, this is what happens. This is a potential scenario. If further down the track you want to leave our business, you can, it's possible. Um, however, all the clients that remain in this business remain property of Peak Physique. Okay, so regardless of whether we've supplied you with that client for our own marketing efforts or if you had a hand in bringing that client into our business, every single client remains property of Peak Physique. Now, if you decide to leave and go and set up down the park, you can do that. We're not gonna stop you. We'll high five you on the way through and wish you the best of luck. However, by signing this agreement, you agree that you will not conduct any business or will not train those clients. Keeping in mind, regardless of if you brought them into the business or if you were, we supplied them to you. Also, regardless of if you ask them or not. Okay, so you might not have said anything and that person might have approached you down the park, you've got your boxing gear there, they've said, hey, I've trained with you up at peak, I'd love to start training with you. If you engage in business with that person, you are in breach of the agreement. That's the basics of it. The second part, and this is part of the agreement, says that you can purchase clients and every client has a value attached to them. So you do have the ability to purchase clients and those clients are valued um, depending upon a number of factors. Number one, how frequently they train with our business. Number two, the business margin that, that we would collect from each session. And number three, the, the length of time they've been a client with us. I, I, I said frequency before, didn't I? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to give you an example, just so I, I make sure I'm saying the right thing, let's say someone trained twice a week with our business and the margin that we collected was $30 per session. That's a total of $60 we would have collected for that one person per week passively into our business. And let's say they've been with us for two years, roughly 100 weeks, that's $60 a week times 100 weeks, which is roughly $6,000. So that was an example of the value attached to just one client. Now add that up over one, two, three, four, 10, 15 clients, and you can see that could be a considerable amount of money. Now, another factor that plays a big part in that value, of course, is how long they've been a client with us for. So someone who's been with us for only 10 weeks is of course going to be valued a lot less uh, in this example, $600 versus someone who's been with us for 100 weeks, which is $6,000. Yeah, so to answer the question, Jase, you know, we, we along the way, there's, it's worked incredibly well. I had some trainers that left, um, trained no clients altogether, had others that left and purchased some clients. Uh, it, it went incredibly well. I had one scenario where I had a trainer leave, um, I guess probably say the only bad scenario, and um, you know we'd lined up our, uh, these various clients to train with other trainers, and it was over the Christmas break, and we all come back in the new year, and everyone was ready to launch, and all of a sudden, 
clients didn't turn up, phones stopped getting answered, all that sort of stuff. And uh, sure enough, I find out that this person's down the park training these very clients. And um, of course, I was a bit, you know, enraged. I was shocked. Uh, all the rest of it. So this person was, you know, obviously massively in breach of the agreement. Not to mention that is that, you know, pretty much set it up that we would get that person, that people would continue training with us. So, you know, we actioned the agreement. This is the, to show you the power of having an agreement. So we actioned the agreement. There was a bit of back and forth. Probably not, I probably would not have um, liked to have taken it this way, but, you know, you actioned, the person's in breach of the agreement. I actioned the agreement. We were about to go to court. The Friday before we were about to go to court, they white flagged it and paid the fee. And, you know, in my opinion, it's probably a lot of time, energy and money wasted to, to get to that point. And what I, you know, eventually said to that person was that, you know, it would be much easier if you just kind of sat down and, and spoke to us. We could have figured something out. But, you know, the most important thing is having that agreement in place. Yeah. Um, and what we sometimes hear is that, you know, way too often, people haven't put some sort of agreement in place. So I get a, I get a phone call from a trainer who's got some trainers on board. Uh, these are not create PT boss students because <laughs> pretty much all of our clients that come through here know that they need to be putting these agreements in place. But it'll be, words of the effect, I've just had a trainer leave, they've taken 10 clients. It's, you know, it's well over $1,000 that's walked out the door per week thereabouts. What can I do? My first question, have you got an agreement in place? Oh, no, I don't. Well, look, in my opinion, then, if that's the case, you don't really have a leg to stand on, you know? Yeah. So, the, out of all that, like, uh, you know, just to recap, because, you know, I sit here listening, I've heard, you know, been through it myself. So, yeah, this does trigger a lot of people in the seminars, and mm. uh, there's all these what if questions. The part that you just got to stop and understand is don't get so much into, but what if, what if, what if. The main part is, is that you've got a clear agreement in place, like Brad said, the very clear boundaries, guidelines. You run it through the person, you've run the, the agreement. Through uh, past the uh, trainer, they've agreed to it. They've signed off on it. Mm. They're very clear. You get them repeat back that they understand exactly what you've just told them, mm. and that's the important part. Like the people's behaviour at the end, if that's if they do the wrong thing, like that one one example that Brad had, then you know that's going to be have, have to take, be taken care of. If you don't have the agreement, then you don't like Brad, you don't have a leg to stand on, and you're really doing yourself. A um, you know disservice, and there's a good chance that yeah you will lose all that money, and it's a lot of money that walks out the door. Like Brad did the breakdown of how long a clients called clients can be with you for. Mm. Do you really just want to give that money away? And you know it's just about being business business smart, but have the agreement in place, run them through the chat. Mm. On the flip side, mate, you've got a great example of you know, where this stuff is really positive, where you did have a trainer that was with you for two or three years and uh, decided to leave. And because the agreement's in place, it's, it's been uh, addressed right up front, got a good relationship with that trainer, that he did the right thing and it worked out great for everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this, I sat down with this trainer and pretty much he's, he, he built himself up to one of our high level trainers, incredibly great trainer. Uh, great individual, got the right mindset, etc. Sat down, and his clients were valued at fifty thousand dollars. And he's sitting there going, "Wow, okay, I knew I had to pay some money, but I didn't think it was going to be fifty grand." And um, turned out that one of his clients, she was worth twenty grand because she'd been with us for so long. And he's like, "Wow, I really want to try and prove, but I don't want to pay twenty grand for her." Um, and so we negotiated back and forth, and that's the other bit, you know, everything's negotiable. 
um, because what we're talking about here is a business. He was purchasing himself a business. So anyway, we arrived at a figure of 25 grand and uh, then he went, well, look, that all sounds great. However, I don't have 25 grand to give you right now. Can I negotiate to pay this off over time? Which he did. And over 12 months, he paid off that 25 grand. So what he walked into immediately was a $2,000 a week business. So he was getting paid $2,000 a week. Took him 12 months to pay that off. So of the two grand a week, he was given 500 back to our business. But after 12 months, boom, he was on 100% of that income and turnover. So, uh, and he was in that time actually able to get that um, turnover to, to well over the two grand a week. So he was definitely happy as. And my uh, wife being one of those clients that was training with, um, you know, your business, yep. and Jack, and that, per that trainer was one of the trainers at the time. And yep. Left and uh, you know, uh, there's a close example. We're great friends, obviously, great business partners, great mates, a good connection. And um, yeah, my wife is quite happy to go and yeah, you know, still train with Jacko. And um, you know, she's been with him, geez, she must it must be four or five years four now, four or five yeah. years. So, you know, there's the value of a lifetime client. She trains, I think, three times a week with him at the moment. So, yeah, absolutely. So, what well, you know, I guess what we're here to tell each and every one of you is that, that you know. The more transparent you can make this, the better. The better the relationships you can have with your team members, the better. Some people will, and when Jasper said this, this can trigger different emotional responses. Some people say, hold on a minute, you're trying to sell clients. What if the client doesn't want to stay with your business and they want to go with that other trainer? How are you going to stop them? And I'm like, well, it's a very valid point. Look, oh, you know, I can't physically chain someone to our business and you know, go, you must train with us. I've got a sawn off shotgun and if you try and leave the business, it's, it's gonna go off. That's just not gonna happen. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that if you're the business owner, you wanna create a culture that is so powerful that you know, if a trainer does leave, clients do not wanna exit with that trainer. They wanna remain part of your company and your business and we were able to build a really strong culture. Secondly, if someone does leave, and they do, you know, so you have a, a client and you, it's like one person takes off and goes a couple of suburbs down the track and trains with that trainer at a, a different gym. You've got to now decide, okay, if they are in breach of that agreement, you've got to then decide, hold on, is this actually worth my time, my energy and my money pursuing this thing? And as a business owner, it's a, it can be a challenging decision to make because first and foremost for me, I was, I was always about setting a precedent, setting an example, because I'm gonna go, okay, if I'm gonna have a trainer walk away with 10 clients and I don't do anything, what, what message am I sending out there to every other trainer? Oh yeah, it's okay, come and work with us for a bit and then pinch all the clients. No, I'm gonna action this agreement. However, you've got to make a decision, you know, if there's one person, you go, well, could I be bothered, you know, for want of a better word, is it really worth my time, energy and money to go and pursue that? Or maybe do I just go and put that time, energy and money in going and finding one more client? Yeah, and the other thing is, is not just set the example for the um, trainers, but yourself, you've got to remember that it's your self-esteem, your self-image, that you're also sending a message that, you know, you're not prepared to stand up and do what's right or, or speak up or, you know, put yourself first and forward. So you've got to think about that side as well. It's, mm. You know, and then it just comes down to a lack of communication, emotional intelligence, business skills, knowledge. That's what it comes down to. So, you know, when, when I see it in the workshop, I always laugh because it gets, like Brad said, it gets people triggered. What if, what if, what if? Don't worry about the what ifs. Do what you know you need to do to put yourself in the most secure position. Don't worry about the what ifs. There's always going to be what ifs, what ifs. Mm. Do it right. Have agreement in place. Have the open, transparent conversation, like Brad said. 
build a good relationship with your team so they can feel um, that they can come and talk to you about anything. And then if somebody, whatever, does the wrong thing, then you can address it. Yeah. Don't get caught up in the water if that's a waste of time and energy. Just yeah. do what was good business practice yep. and get that part sorted. And there's definitely a gazillion what ifs, that's for sure. And and so what we found from our experience is the, the more open and transparent you can be with your people, the better better it becomes the whole way through. Yeah, this is about being a, a professional business owner. That's what yeah. it is. Now, uh, one point that uh, I really wanted to mention was all about this whole thing in terms of defining the role, someone's role. So are they a, an employee, are they a contractor, are they on a service agreement, casual employee, any of that sort of stuff. The thing that we're here to tell you is that there is not one model that is just perfect for every single fitness business out there. So, you know, we literally see thousands of fitness businesses around Australia and around the world, and we see all of those different models. We see contractor models, we see employee models, we see part-time employee models, casual employee models, and people on service agreements. So really what you need to do is you need to get some help and some advice, and that's definitely an area where we can step in and advise you, and then we can, if necessary, introduce you to the right people who can advise you in this area. A good place to go in Australia is the ATO website. They've got a test that you can take to define whether someone is a contractor. Look, a contractor is in many ways one of the easiest uh, methods, models to employ because there's a little less uh, work to, to setting that up. Uh, however, what you'll probably find is that for many fitness businesses, if you're, you, know, you go through the ATO checklist on the website, you probably find that your person, uh, although you could be paying them as a contractor, they might be defined as an employee. And therefore, you could be liable for some superannuation, for some workers' compensation, that sort of stuff. So what we say is make sure before you set this stuff up, you do, you, you do the homework first. You make sure that you appropriately classify them. And like I said, we can definitely help you in that area. You don't want to get two years down the track and then get bitten on the bump by the fact that you've, you're owing all this you know, potential money to people. Yeah. Um, what you'll find too is the feasibilities once you work out the numbers, a contractor versus an employee model, you'll be making the same amount of money. So it's not like you're going to be shelling out any more. Um, all it means is that the, with the, an employee model, that the person will, you know, week to week, get a little bit less money in their hand because as a contractor, it's their responsibility to farm away their own tax and GST. So you're really doing it for them. We've also seen models work where we've um, got clients who have used a full-time employee model system. We like that. We've seen casual employee model systems. So... You know, I wouldn't say there's one particular model that I think is, is the best. It really does boil down to your particular scenario. Yeah. And of course, you want to make sure that you have the appropriate agreement in place for the particular role and the particular title you've got that person classified under. So it's back to like getting the right advice. It's really about getting the right advice, getting someone to help you through this, determine your business plan, your stats and figures, what you're trying to achieve, and then the, the, the right appropriate advice. So it's like you and I, we, you know, we've... We've got financial advisor advice because even though we know that stuff to mm. some degree, mm. they look at it from a total perspective. They see well, how we need to have our accounts set up, how we need to have it structured, what's our risk to debt ratio. Yeah. It's just mapped out to a T. So there's not, like Brad said, there's different scenarios. So we, we can't talk about one particular thing as fits for everybody mm. because you've got some people that run boot camp style group training and then their, their trainers at work for them have another job and they do this on the side because they're not doing as many hours because it's not one on one a one on one service. So in that case it's an easy it's an easy fix. It's a subcontract agreement because yes. they've got another income. So it's it really boils down to, you know, making sure you're clear on your business model, what you're trying to achieve and getting the right advice and yeah. making sure you have an agreement in place. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you probably, um, you know, if you haven't heard that come through already in the last 19 or so minutes that we are, we definitely advise that you do get these agreements in place. You want to make sure that you really um, do the groundwork on it. It doesn't have to be a big scary thing, okay? It can be quite a simple process and really the most important bit is how well you deliver that, how transparent you are from the beginning and keep maintaining that really strong relationship between you and your team member so that if they do decide to leave, then you are the first point of call. Yeah, and believe me, just to wrap up on this whole topic that Brad's right, it's not a big scary thing. And I can also tell you this is that going and not doing it and having the experience with no agreement in place is a lot more of a headache. Mm. It's emotionally a lot more draining. It, it can really affect you uh, in, a, in a big way. So, you know, that's why we're spending the time just to talk about this subject and it's very important that you get it in place. Yeah. Well, mate, that's been 20 minutes and 27 seconds that I just said that then. So we're pretty much on, on, on top. I hope that's been a you know, great value to you. Once again, if you need any support assistance, uh, you want to find out how we can help you fast track your business and make sure that you get the right support and accountability, feel free to contact our office. You can go to our website, www.createptwealth.com.au. There's ways that you can get in contact with us there. You can email our office directly, and the best person to do that through is email lynn at createptwealth.com.au and uh, make any inquiries to speak to one of our consultants or education advisors. We'd love to hear from you. All right, gang. See you for now. Bye.